Welcome to the LinkedIn Church Podcast. We are passionate about connecting people to God, family, purpose, and community. Today, Pastor Joel Gregory starts a brand new series entitled, and this one's going to be a blessing. Get your pen and your pad ready, and let's go into the worship center and hear what God has for us today. So today, we're going to start a new series, and I'm just introducing it today, entitled, Choose Life. And really, this is just the foundation for a lot of other things that I want to say because we're living in a time where, I mean, we have to be clear whose side we're on. And so as wars and the intensity of wars are increasing and disease and pestilence is increasing, right, we know that it is getting closer and closer to the return of the Lord. And we just have to be clear which side we're on. There's a lot of propaganda out there, a lot of information that's being pushed to you. I mean, God's going to hold the shepherds accountable for what the people did or did not know. I'll have to stand before God today and say, Those people acted that way and they did that because you never told them which side of that issue I was on. And so it's uplifting. It'll encourage you. Uh, I'm not being, now today we won't get to it, but I just want to say it ahead of time. I'm not being political at all. I'm being biblical. And there is a difference. Listen to me. I'm not Republican or Democrat. I'm independent. I vote for whichever one I believe supports God the most. And sometimes that's landed me on opposite sides, right? And so today is just the foundation, but we'll eventually get to those things. And and, uh, I'm really ready to deal with whatever comes along with that. As long as I can stand before the Father and He is pleased, I mean, you know, we all have to get to a place where we just want to live to please the audience of one individual. And that is God. Let's get into this today. Our foundation text is in Deuteronomy chapter 30. And we're going to read verses 15 through 20 out of the New Living Translation. Now, I know you don't start any message at the end of a text. I understand that. And so I will go back all the way to the 28th chapter and make sure we understand how we got to this place today. There are really three types of sermons that a pastor ministered. There's a textual sermon where he takes one text. And then he develops all of his points out of that one text, okay? Then there's an expository sermon, right, where you take a longer text, which is what we're doing today, and all of your points come out of that text, and you don't travel. So, in other words, everything, every other text that you travel to has to be complementary, and it has to be in the same context of the expository information that's being shared with you today. That's the one you're hearing today. And then there's a topical sermon where you'll take a subject and you'll exhaust it throughout uh, the scriptures. Today is expository. And so we're really going to introduce, but we're going to really see God doesn't change. He's the same before he introduced the covenant, during the covenant, and in the New Testament. God does not change, right? The language changes, but God stays the same. And so let's read our text here in Deuteronomy chapter 30, verses 15 through 20. It says, now listen. Today I am giving you a choice between life and death, between prosperity and disaster. For I command you this day to love the Lord your God and to keep his commands, decrees, and regulations by walking in his ways. 
if you do this, if is always the conditional clause in the contract, you will live and multiply, and the Lord your God will bless you as a benefit. That word blessed there means as a benefit. So I mean, if God is doing something for you, it's to benefit you. How many of y'all agree with that statement? It's always to benefit you, even when your flesh doesn't want to do it. If you'll just do it, you'll see it will benefit you. And it says, and the land that you are about to enter and occupy, but if your heart turns away and you refuse to listen, and if you are drawn away to serve and worship other gods, then I warn you now that you will certainly be destroyed. You will not live a long, good life in the land you are crossing the Jordan to occupy. Verse 19, today I have given you the choice between life and death. I mean, no, God doesn't want robots, right? God wants people who want him, right? And so he always gives us the choice. So he says, I'm giving you the choice between life and death, between blessings and curses. Now I call heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. So a lot of times we blame other people and sometimes we blame God for the choices we make. When as adults, I mean, we need to accept responsibility for the choices that we make. Really look at it, understand why we made the decision and if we want different results, then we have to make different choices. So he says, I'm going to call heaven and earth to witness to the choice you make. Oh, like any good parent would, Oh, that I would, you choose life so that you and your descendants or your children may live. How many of us parents, we all do that with our children, right? We say, if you do these things, I'll do this for you. But if you do these things, you're on your own. Any parents in here, right? And how many know when they become adults, you've got to let them live with the consequences of the choices that they make. Now, a lot of times when they don't make the right choice, they still blame you. So even in those scenarios, stick with God. I need a better amen from the parents in here. All right, watch this now. So you can make this choice by loving the Lord your God, obeying him, and committing yourself firmly to him. This is the key to your life. Now, when we really get into that, folks, God has really simplified life. And he's really given us the key to it. We complicate it, right? And when I get into that, you're going to see how simple it is, really. He's given us the key to life. You're going to see it in the Old Testament, really before the law, during the law, and all the way into the New Testament. It is the true key to life, right? And if you love and obey the Lord, you will live long in the land the Lord swore to give your ancestors Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So now, by way of introduction, all of this is in the YouVersion Bible app. I pray that you would follow along today and don't just stare at me. You're not at the movies today. You're in church. This is not a movie entitled Choose Life. This is a message from God entitled Choose Life. Look at this on your devices. I'm going to give you more information that that you'll see in your notes. Write down your own information, right? And and take notes because there's specific things that God will speak to you about. So let me set up what's happening here. God sets life and death before his people, Israel, but it's at the borders of the promised land. As all people do, the children of Israel had to make a choice. See, with God, remember, you have to make a choice. You can't just stay in the middle. You either choose God or you reject God. You're not in the middle. Everybody clear? 
right? And so they could obey God or disobey him. One choice would lead to life. The other choice would lead to death. So now Deuteronomy is Moses' last farewell address to the people of Israel, and this is at the end of his life. Moses could not enter into the promised land because he let the people get to him. Their murmuring and their complaining got to Moses. And really their murmuring and complaining was always about what the, how it used to be. And it was better for us back then. And why don't we do things like we used to do it? Right? And so the people had been wandering in the wilderness for approximately 40 years. So as the generation of unbelieving Israelites who had refused to enter, to enter the land died off, and for reference, you can look at Numbers chapter 14 to see that, you will see there that sin is not what stopped them from getting into the promised land. Murmuring and complaining and disobedience did. So the only ones who survived were under the age of 20. So they were 20 years and younger at the time of Israel's refusal. And there are many other Israelites who were born during this, uh, these ensuing years so that they had not personally witnessed the plagues in Egypt, the parting of the Red Sea, or the spectacular display of God's power and glory at the giving of the law of Moses. And so Moses is now, before he dies, he is reminding them of all the good things that God has done for them. And sometimes you'll even see this with churches. Sometimes you'll see the older generation will leave and go back to places that they were used to. And that remind them of what church was like when they were growing up. And sometimes that's okay, right? You don't ever take that personal. It's just sometimes that's just what it is. What happens is this newer generation comes in and they see life differently. Like if you sit down and you talk to my kids, they don't see church the way we see church. And that's okay. That's why you need elders in the church. But you need to allow the church to move into the new generation without losing God's principles. See, linked up church will die if we don't change. But you, because you can't reach today's generation with yesterday's methods. You can try all that you want to. You can do all that. They will look at you like, what are you doing? Nobody dances like that anymore. Where did they get that from? Right? And so my job is to continually listen and try to understand where they are. And how do we get them from where they are to where God wants them to be? Listen, without changing who they are. All right. So now, Deuteronomy, we're going to go back and look at Deuteronomy chapter 28, where Moses outlines the blessings for obedience and the curses for disobedience. So what I want you to write down and fully understand, obedience activates the blessings. All right. So notice, God is, he's, he set the laws. They're in the earth. So it's really not Satan, it's not God. It's the choices that you're making that activate what we're getting ready to read. Obedience activates the blessings, right? And that is an enablement to prosper. So in other words, when you obey God, God puts something on you that causes you to succeed. Everybody clear? And it's clear that he's with you with everything that you're doing. People will even say, I know God has to be with you because you could not have done that on your own. 
Disobedience activates the curse. So that's an enablement to fail. So that means everything I try to do, it just doesn't work. Right? It doesn't matter where I go, where I try to live, how I try to do it. Nothing works, right? And you think it's people and other things. It's No, it's really disobedience to God. And so he's not putting something on that that's causing it to work. Everybody clear? All right, so now let's look at point number one today, the blessings for obedience. Now, Deuteronomy chapter 28, let's begin reading at verse 1. I'm again reading out of the New Living Translation. It says, if you fully obey the Lord, your God, and carefully keep all his commands that I am giving you today, the Lord your God, and this is the first of three sermons that Moses ministers at the end of his life. The one in uh, chapter 30 is the third sermon that he's actually ministering. This is the first of three. It says, if you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully keep all of his commands that I am giving you today, the Lord your God will set you on high above all nations of the world. Uh, Linked Up Church and everyone watching online, it has always been your father's heart to set you up high above every other people on this earth. God has always wanted to lift you up high so that the entire world can say, wow, look at what God is doing for them. See, every time God blessed the children of Israel, all the other nations would say, man, God is with them. I don't know if we want to mess with them. I don't know because God is fighting their battles for them. Folks, it is still God's heart today to lift you up above every other person person and people on this planet because you obey and serve him. That has not changed. Verse 2 says, you will experience all these blessings if you obey the Lord your God. Your towns and your fields will be blessed, what you, where you live and what you do. Your children and your crops will be blessed. The offspring of your herds and your flocks will be blessed. In an agricultural society, how I many know that means the world? So now he's talking about your job and your careers. They will be blessed. Your businesses, whatever it is that you're doing, it will be blessed. Verse 5 says, your fruit baskets and breadboards will be blessed. Wherever you go and whatever you do, you will be blessed. Somebody need to say amen to that. Wherever you go and whatever you do, you will be blessed. Notice he didn't say wherever I send you. He said wherever you go and whatever you do, you will be blessed. If you know you are obeying God, you should never be afraid to move anywhere you believe he's leading you to move or do anything that you know he's instructing you to do. You can build the business. Come on, somebody. You can get the job. You can go back to school. You can earn the degree. You can do and be whatever it is he's leading you to do. Be because he is with you whenever you do it, when you choose to obey him. Verse 7, the Lord will conquer your enemies when they attack you. Notice, when they attack you. So they will attack you. You just don't have to fight against them. So stop wasting your time fighting against people who really don't have your best interests at hand anyway. Right? God said, I'll take care of them. You just keep doing what I told you to do the way I told you to do it. I'll take care of your enemies when they attack you. They will attack you from one direction, but they will scatter from you in seven. The Lord will guarantee a blessing, man, my God. The Lord will guarantee a blessing on everything you do. 
and he will fill your storehouses with grain or your bank accounts with resources. The Lord your God will bless you in the land he has given you. Watch this. If you obey the commands of the Lord your God and walk in his ways, the Lord will establish you as his holy people as he swore he would do. Verse 10, then all the nations, all the people of the world will see that you are a people claimed by the Lord and they will stand in awe of you. They won't stand in awe of you because you're so great. They'll stand in awe of you because God is so great. And they will acknowledge that God did that for that people. God blessed that group of people like that. Did you know every Everyone at Linked Up Church is debt-free and nobody there owes any money. Did you know everyone at Linked Up Church is well? Did you know everyone that caught COVID at Linked Up Church recovered from it and got well? Come on, somebody. I'm talking about God's hand and blessing can be on this place in such a way and on these people in such a way that everybody else will stand in awe. Verse 11, the Lord will give you prosperity in the land which he swore to your ancestors to give you, blessing you with many children and numerous livestock and abundant crops. The Lord will send rain at the proper time from his rich treasury in the heavens, and he will bless. How many times has he said this? All the work you do. Now, I want to shift right here. You will lend to many nations, but you will never need to borrow from them. I want you to listen very carefully because Satan will not like the revelation I'm getting ready to release in this place today. He will not like this. The banking industry will not like this. If this, if this spreads, I will create a lot of enemies. But guess what? They can't beat God. So I'm going to go real slow because how many of y'all for years we've been confessing I'm the head and not the tail, above only and never beneath, without fully understanding what that means. It says, you will lend to many nations, but you'll never need to borrow for them. If you listen to these commands of the Lord your God that I'm giving you today, and if you carefully obey them, now that's interesting there. So, so listening to the commands and obeying the word of God will put me in a position where I'll never need to borrow money from people. That's interesting. Did you hear that? See, a lot of times we're trying to read a lot of books and learn from a lot of people when the book we need to read is the B-I-B-L-E and obey him. And he said, I'll do that for you. I wish I was that smart. I, I just am not. And I'm glad I'm not, which means I have to totally depend on him. I couldn't have paid cash for this building ever. But as long as we keep obeying him, this is not the last building we'll pay cash for. Listen to this. Without putting pressure on people. Right? Now listen to the language says, if you listen to and obey, then I will make you the head and not the tail. And you will always be on top and never on the bottom. But you must turn away from any of the commandments I am giving you today. You must not turn away from them, nor follow other gods and worship them. How I many you know in the scripture there are two gods? A lot of cases. It's God and money. And we're serving one or the other. 
but you can't serve both. And what God is saying, if you serve me, I'll give you all the money. Because I own it all. Everybody clear? All right? So remember what I said to you. Now we're getting ready to look at the curses. There's so many of them. There are three times as many curses as there are blessings. So I'm not getting ready to read all of those. I'm going to pull out a few highlights, okay? So look at verse 15. Now point number two, curses for disobedience. Deuteronomy 28, 15 says, But if you refuse to listen to the Lord your God, and you do not obey all these commands and decrees I'm giving you today, then all these curses will come and overwhelm you. Now remember, he put blessings in the earth, and he put curses in the earth. Right? So when things happen to you, God is not doing this to you. It's the choices that you're making that's releasing these things into your life. Right? And notice, I'm not even using Satan's name because he's already a defeated foe. And he has no part in anything that I'm sharing with you today. It's really simply the choices that we're making that are activating one or the other. Everybody clear? Right? So, so really, I'm just going to sum it up. He basically says, wherever you live and whatever you do in your family is going to be cursed. Right? And so we talk about generational curses, right? And you'll see things just run through families. Right? Because the next generation learned it from the previous generation. Right? But what you always see is the next generation ends up getting worse than the previous generation. That's why you see our society in the condition that it's in today. Because families have passed on curses instead of blessings because of the disobedience of the grandparents and parents, right? And that made hard, life hard for the descendants, which were the children. Just like we can make life easy for them when we choose to obey God. So a lot of people say, okay, if you want to break the curse over your family, start obeying God. That's why he started off so that you and your seed will live. Everybody clear? My prayer is that our obedience will ultimately impact our children, and they'll have a better life than what we ever had, right? And then prayerfully, they'll obey God even more, and their children will have a better parent life than their grandparents had and their parents had, right? And this is called old money, and this is how old money gets in families. Come on, somebody help me today. Don't leave me out here. But see, the reality is when I, when, you know, don't hear any of this the wrong way, but when our parents leave, they pretty much leave us with nothing but maybe debt and bills. Right? But a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's. Right? So what I'm supposed to be doing is thinking beyond my children and preparing for their children. And God is saying, I'll put you in position to do that when you obey me. Everybody clear? I'm just setting this up now. Look at verse 19 here. here. 19, verse 19 basically says, New Living Translation, wherever you go and whatever you do, you will be cursed. Right? And so I want you to just kind of think about this. We've all seen the person, right? He moves from wherever, uh, Michigan to Atlanta. The same, whatever was on him in Michigan, how many of you followed him to Atlanta? Watch this, because you actually end up in the same scenario you were in in, in wherever, Washington, D.C., and, and now New Jersey. 
right? And so it wasn't an environment in terms of where I lived. It was environment in terms of what lives inside of me. So the enemy ended up being inner me. Everybody clear? But we also see the opposite of that, right? It doesn't matter where this person moves, right? They move all over the place, and that blessing just follows them wherever they go, right? They can set up shop in Wakatuki, Kansas somewhere. And whatever shop they set up is getting ready to be the most successful one in Wakatuki, Texas, or Kansas, or wherever they end up at, right? Everybody clear on that? And so none of that has to do with anything anyone else is doing. When, when he puts this on you, there's nothing that can stop you, right? But when you choose to obey him, there's nothing you can do that's going to work. Everybody clear? All right, let's keep reading. So these people will see sickness, disease, fever, inflammation. That's what all of these are, boils, drought. They'll be defeated by their enemies. So a lot of this, what you're seeing today, is a result of the curse, and these things are just getting worse and worse and worse and worse, right? But when you obey God, it will not come near you. Oh, I need a little better amen in here. You go to the gym and you touch all of those machines. Every machine I touch, COVID dies off of it and monkeypox dies off of it. I actually make the machine better for the person who gets on it after me. I'm not getting ready to spend my time wiping down every machine, get to the bench, wipe the... I'm not doing all that. I'm just going to obey God. Now, I'm not telling you to be foolish, right? I'm not telling you any of that. Do what you believe God's leading you to do. The thing I'm simply telling you is what's on me is greater than what's on them. And I have confidence in God. Okay? Now, look at verse 30 here. This is an interesting one about the curse. You will be engaged to a woman, but another man will sleep with her. How many of y'all know that's a curse right there? You will build a house, but someone else will live in it. You'll plant a vineyard, but you'll never get to enjoy it. So in other words, everything you try to do, other people will enjoy it. The woman you should have had or the man you should have had, the career you should have had, the place you should have lived in. Right? Not because anybody's doing anything to you, simply because that person is disobeying God. All right, let's drop down to verse 30, 43. Now, remember what I showed you earlier, right? Okay? I'm going to drop something in this service. Remember what I showed you earlier? He said, you will lend to many nations. And he was real clear, you will not borrow. And that is a part of the blessing. So everyone should be believing God to get debt free. I'm telling you, right? A recession. I'm telling you right now, I don't live in this world's economy. It doesn't matter if it's a recession or recession. I don't care what the terms they use. I live beyond that. Because as long as I give my tithes and offerings and I obey God, I'm going to prosper in whatever economy we live in. Everybody clear on that, right? That's how you live above that. Right? There are only two ways to cut a deficit. You either have to raise revenue or you have to cut spending. I'm telling you, don't buy no new cars. Pay the one off that you have. Don't buy no new houses. Pay the one off that you live in. Come on, somebody. Stop trying to keep up with the Joneses because you're going to realize when you catch up to them, all of that is credit card success. And how many know we don't want credit card success? We don't want to look like we have money. We want to have money at the end of the day. 
And so getting out of debt is the key to that, okay? Now watch this. This is so interesting to me, right? Deuteronomy 28, 43 says, the foreigner living among you will become stronger and stronger and you will become weaker and weaker. And I'm going to tell you who the foreigner is. It's the banking system, which is owned by the majority of people who were not born in this country. Right? And every time we borrow a dollar and pay them back 29%, they're getting stronger and stronger, and we're getting weaker and weaker. Then that same institution sells you to save money, so we'll, we'll let you borrow it at 29%, but if you save it, we'll give you 0 0.9. Come on, don't shout me down because I'm preaching real good, right? It's very interesting to me that if I pay something off, my credit score goes down. If I borrow something, my credit score goes up. Then they tell you the only way to get a high credit score is to borrow. I'm telling you, you don't need a credit score when you pay cash. Come on, I need somebody to help me in here today. I I'm telling you, it's one of the most empowering feelings in the world. When you sit in front of a car salesman and he says, we have this option, we have that option, we have this option, you can go through our credit union, you can go out and get your own credit union. Which way do you want to pay today? Cash. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Come on, I'm setting my faith for Linked Up Church to get to a place where we owe no man nothing but to love him. They don't want me telling you this today, folks. Because we go and we pay all this money for our kids to go get a college education. And this is the stuff they teach them in college. They teach them that a house is an asset. A house is not an asset. A house is a liability, even if you own it. You know why? Because you always have to pay taxes and utilities. It is only an asset when you don't, it doesn't cost you anything anymore. Don't ever put your house on your asset column. Put your house on your liability column. Right? But you still should own it. Because why? You cut your liability. Then they tell you to refinance because you need a new car. See, they get you twice with that one. So then you borrow money out that you really had to pay for. It's really not your money. Costs you more to pay yourself back. Now you owe more on the house than you did before. Then you go out and finance a car. Hello, somebody. And the car should have cost you $20,000, but because you took all seven years to pay for it, it cost you $32,000. Now when you try to trade it in, they'll give you $1,500 for it. I don't care in anybody's world. That math doesn't make sense to me. Come on, I need a little better amen in here today. That math doesn't make sense to me at all, right? 
So the foreigner living among you, it is so much enthusiasm in this building right now. I don't know if I've ever been in a church service where this level of just rejoicing and joy has been at this high level. Come on, let's make Satan even madder right now. Come on, give God a real good praise in this place. Don't buy the lie. You don't need a bigger house. You need to take care of the house that you live in. Pay it off, remodel that kitchen. Come on, redo your closet, and it'll feel like new construction that you built from the ground up. Don't get caught up, folks. I'm getting ready to read it to you. The foreigner living among you will become stronger and stronger while you become weaker and weaker. I just told you how that happens. And now the scripture tells us. They will lend money to you. Watch this but you will not lend to them. They will be the head, and you will be the tail. So see, that whole thing about I'm the head and not the tail is about who owes who money. I never become the head until I become an owner. I never stay above only and never beneath until I stop borrowing. I'm y'all glad you came to church today. I'm going to ask the question. How many of y'all glad you came to church today? See, they will be the head and you'll be the tail if you refuse to listen to the Lord your God and obey the commands and decrees he's given you. All these curses will pursue you and overtake you until you file bankruptcy. Until the big red letters are on your house, foreclosure, not foreclosure, 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 <laughs> until you see the words repossessed. I mean, when the world breaks you down that way, it's very hard to get back up. When you can't borrow, you can't buy, you can't get a job. Right? Because today you are not your name. You are your social security number, which is attached to your credit score. And the way they control you is by your credit score, which impacts your name. Single ladies, before you get married, see the credit score. I'm working on a business. I'm building a business. Go get the credit report. All three of them. The full report. What's all three of them? See, y'all know. Don't look at that. Look at y'all. Y'all already know. Look at that. Y'all preaching the message right now. All right? Don't get all caught up in the woo. <laughs> Let me see your work history, your credit report, before we get too serious. See, we did all of that, folks. I'm not telling you something we didn't live. She, she's pretty. I mean, I could have got blinded by all that beauty. 
and then look beneath that. She, you looking at me right now, you know she could have got blinded just looking at me. Just, she she could have just said, I don't care what your credit score is. I, I want you. No, we had a come to Jesus meeting where we went and got physicals. We brought credit scores. Hello, somebody. Right? Oh, y'all ain't going to like this one. Check stubs. Because folks will tell you they make $145,000 a year. Where? When? Because we always together. So how are you doing this? Come on, every time, we always together. Hello, somebody. Wake up. You all still glad you came to church today? You sure? Now, now, who is the foreigner and the stranger in this land? The banking system. Don't get caught up playing that game. Now, now we've got financial peace coming up. We've lowered, we've lowered this price down to $25. We're trying to make it real easy for you to get your life together. Right? And we're not sponsoring you. If you don't want to pay $25 to invest in yourself, come on, somebody. But you'll pay $45 to get your nails done. You'll pay, you'll pay $60 to get your toes done. Come on, come on, somebody. Come on, I'm preaching better than anybody saying amen. We pay more than that for a haircut today. We're going to pay $200 for a pair of shoes today. And then we'll say, I don't have $25 to go to financial peace. You know what? I know y'all like, when the staff getting ready to get back up again? Pa Pastor is back in full effect. I'm back and I'm not going nowhere. I'll be up here for the next several weeks. And I'll be even bolder than this. This is what I love about God. Point number three, God always welcomes our return. He always does. In Deuteronomy chapter 30, verses 7 through 10. So in chapters 29 and 30, God is, or Moses is just further warning the people about what will happen if they abandon their covenant with the Lord. But he's also promising them that if they choose to repent, God will forgive them and he'll return back to them everything that they lost while they were in that uh, state. Now look at chapter 30, verses 7 through 10. It says, the Lord, your God, will inflict all of these curses. The person that chooses to repent, the, God says here, and return back and renew that covenant. God says, I will put and inflict all these curses on your enemies and on all those who hate and persecute you. Watch this. Then you will again obey the Lord. So for him to say you will again obey the Lord means you once obeyed him, you got away from him, and now you need to come back to him. So now we're not talking about the world. We're talking about those who know God. How I many know it's possible to sit in church and disobey God? Right? This is specifically who he's speaking to. He says, then you will again obey the Lord and keep all of his commands that I am giving you today. 
The Lord your God will then make you successful in everything that you do. He will give you many children, numerous livestock, and he will cause your fields and produce uh, to have abundant harvest. For the Lord will again delight in being good to you as he was to your ancestors. The Lord your God will delight in you if you obey his voice, keep his commands and decrees that are written in the book of instruction. And if you turn to the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul, point number four, then Moses calls on the people to renew the covenant and personally commit to follow the Lord. I want to take about three to five minutes, right? Because God just promised you that if you're returning, I'm not talking about those that need to be saved. I'm talking about those that are already saved, right? I want to give you an opportunity. You can do it in your seat or you can come down here to the altar. But if you're saying today, I want to renew my commitment to God and I want to return and personally commit to follow the Lord my God fully. I'm not talking about halfway. This altar is open. The music department is going to come. They're just going to sing a little something for three to five minutes. And if that's you today and you want to see God return to blessing you and return to keeping you and return to empowering you to prosper, I want you to come on down right here. And this is personal between you and the Lord. If you want to renew your commitment to him and you're saying, I want to personally commit. We're not talking about salvation. We're not talking about rededication. This is just something personal between you and God. God, I want to come back and renew my commitment to you. I want to come down to this altar and kneel before you. I want to bow before you. And I just want to say that I am rededicating and personally committing to follow you with all of my heart. The altar is open. I just want you. Nothing else, nothing else, nothing else will do. I just want you. Nothing else, nothing else, nothing else will do. I'm sorry when I've come with my agenda. I'm sorry when I forgot that you're enough. Take me back to where we started. I open up my heart. I lift my hands, Lord, because I'm sorry when I've come with my agenda. I'm sorry when I just sang another song. Take me back to where we started. And I open up my heart to you. Lord, I just want you and nothing else, 
nothing else, nothing else will do. We say, I just want you. Nothing else, nothing else, nothing else, nothing else will do. I just want, I just want you. Nothing else. lift up your hands towards heaven right now if you're a person I know some people decided to stay in their seat but if you're making that renewal of commitment and you're personally saying God I'm getting ready to follow you fully with all of my heart I want you to stand to your feet right now everybody else remain standing you know you're that person that you made that commitment I want to read these words again to you and then I'm going to prophesy and speak this over your life God says that when you return to him, that he will inflict all of these curses on your enemies. This is his promise. And to everyone who hates you and tries to persecute you, then as you again 
uh, again decide to obey the Lord and keep his commandments that he's commanding you, then the Lord God will make you successful in everything that you do and your children and your livestock and you will produce abundant harvests because you've decided to delight again in the Lord your God. And so, Father, I prophesy over them right now that everything as they've made this public declaration to fully follow you and recommit, Father, and return back unto you, Father, that you're going to cause everything that they do to be successful, Father. Everywhere that they go and everything that they do, Father, you're going to prosper them, Father, and you're going to show them quickly that you are with them in everything that they're doing. And every weapon formed against them, not one of them will prosper, and with long life, you'll satisfy them and show them your deliverance. I declare and decree this over their lives now in Jesus' name. Now, if you believe that, go ahead and give God a real good shout of praise. Come on, go ahead and give God a real good shout of praise. Come on, give God a real good shout of praise. Come on, give God a real good shout of praise in this place. Now, as you're going back to your seat, I want you to sing a little bit more of this song, and I want you to sing it this time. I don't want you to just stand there, but sing it as you go back to your seats. Go ahead and sing a little bit more of that. Everybody else in the room, join in. else will do, tell him. this up today. Go ahead. You can be seated. That's all God wants. God wants to show you that he is all that you need and he is more than enough in your life. You'll just let him be that. You'll see that your life will never be the same. It's okay. That's a good place to go ahead and give God praise. That's really all he wants. And so under point number four, back in Deuteronomy chapter 30, as I wrap this up, Notice what Moses then instructs them in verse 11. He says, this command that I'm giving you today is not too difficult for you. See, he would have never made this too hard for us to follow. He said, and it is not beyond your reach. It is not kept in heaven so distant that you must ask, who will go up to heaven and bring it down so we can hear it and obey? It is not kept beyond the sea 
so far that you must ask who will cross the sea to bring it to us so that we can hear and obey. No, the message is very close at hand. It is right in your lips and in your heart so that you can obey it. And when we get to the new covenant, you'll see that he actually literally wrote these laws and these commands on our hearts. So believe it or not, the moment you give your life to Christ, he downloads this into you so that you can obey him. Okay? So really, simply put, if Israel obeys and follows the Lord, they will have life and blessings. If they disobey and forsake him, then they will experience death and curses. And so God always has given his people a choice, and God does not change. Point number five bears this out for me, and I'm not going to take time to read it, but it's in Genesis chapter 2, verses 15 and 7 through 17. God took Adam and placed him in the garden eastward, the scripture says, to guard and protect it. And the scripture says in the midst of the garden, he planted a tree. And God told Adam, right, everything else you can have. <laughs> Think about that. God gave him everything. He said, but of the tree that's in the midst of the garden of Eden, you shall not eat. For the day that you eat, you shall surely die. All the way from the beginning, God gave man choice. Believe it or not, man has majority of the time chosen the wrong decision, made the wrong decision. So this is before the law was ever given. So God is still the same. Then, of course, we're reading in Deuteronomy during the law. And then I have Romans chapter 6 and Romans chapter 8 in your Bible. If you really want to understand this and learn more about it, take some time to read it. But it's no different, right? It's called the blessings of life, which is in Christ Jesus, and the blessings of death. It's still the exact same thing. Matter of fact, I'll read the beginning of that in Romans 8. So now there is therefore now no condemnation to those who belong to Christ Jesus. Because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin and death. These are two laws. So in the New Testament, there's the law that is in Christ Jesus, and then there's the law of sin and death, right? One frees you from the other one. The other one destroys your life. And I'm just going to close here because I'm literally out of my time. So there's a clear choice that results in eternal consequences. Remember, every choice, let's all stand to our feet. Every choice is a choice. Even when I don't make a choice, how many know I've made a choice? Everybody clear on that? Even when I don't make a choice, I've still made a choice. And that's why Moses was so clear. He said, I'm calling you today to make a choice. He says, between life and death, blessings and curses. And then God, because he's a father, he says, choose life. He actually encourages us what to do. And in John chapter 3, verse 18, uh, it says, there's no judgment through verse 21 against those who believe in him. But anyone who does not believe in him has already been judged for not believing in God's one and only son. And the judgment is based on this fact, that God is light and light came into the world, but people love darkness more than they love the light, for their actions were evil. And all who do evil hate the light and refuse to come near it for fear that their sins will be exposed. But those who do what is right come to the light so that others can see that they are doing what God wants. And so I want to invite people today to come to the light.
Don't run from the light. Come to the light. So which one will you choose today? I believe the Holy Spirit has allowed me to lay out very clearly what he said before you today. Life and death, blessings and curses. Then he encouraged you to choose life. And so I'm inviting you today, online and in the room, to come to the light. Remember what the scripture says. Those that don't come to the light is because they love darkness. Right? And they don't want that darkness to be exposed. But when you love the light, you want to come to the light. And then the light exposes the darkness and eradicates it from your life. Praise God. I trust that this message has touched your heart today. Listen, we don't claim to have all the answers, but we do know one answer, and his name is Jesus Christ. So if you don't have a personal relationship with him today, we want to invite you to do so. Or maybe you had one with him, but you've just gotten away, and you're desiring to come back to Christ today. I want to lead you in a simple prayer today. If you would, repeat this after me. Put your hand over your heart and say these words. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe that he died, rose from the grave, and he is alive right now. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and save me now. As a result of what I've confessed with my mouth and what I believe in my heart, I am right now born again and in right standing with God. In Jesus' name. Praise God, we are so excited for you. We believe that today is the first day of the rest of your life. Congratulations, we are so excited that you made the decision to get connected to God. Thank you for listening today. If this message encouraged or inspired you in any way, please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app and leave a review too. For past messages, updates, and more, please visit us at linkedupchurch.com or download the Linked Up Church app. You can also watch live services, view past messages, and see our dynamic content for children, youth, and teens on our Facebook and YouTube pages. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Linked Up Church. And if you would like to support more of what we're doing, you can give online at linkedupchurch.com or text Get Connected to 94000. Thanks again for listening. Have an amazing week, and we look forward to connecting with you.